it was Michigan. Sorry about that. Yeah, Ripley Field Ball. I think he's in Chicago, said so Bills. Michigan knocked Cruz out that last game. TJ with us every Thursday. TJ Pittenger checks in from down in Tampa. And uh, Jim in Jupiter has question number one. TJ, what's the ceiling and the floor for Florida State in terms of wins? He says ceiling for him is one loss and a trip to the playoffs. Floor is four L's, but that would take Travis getting hurt, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'll start with the floor. I think the team could go eight and four if Jordan Travis got hurt. God forbid, right, because we all think it's going to be a special season. But I think if Jordan Travis got hurt in the fall camp and never took one snap, I think Florida State could go eight and four with Tate Rotomaker and, and their backups. Uh, I think that's how good the talent is. I think that's how weak some of the schedule is. So, yeah, I think perfect, you know, perfect storm of calamity. You're looking at eight and four. Uh, I think the ceiling's 12 and 0. I mean, I know that's, you know, I'm not saying they hit that. I'm not saying I predict that. But they're going to be favored in every single game they play except for Clemson. And they get Clemson really early. Florida State returns the number one uh, percentage of production this year in all of college football. Clemson's in the 30s, so they're not bad by any means, but they return. About 70% of their production, Florida State's up around 88. So you're catching Clemson early. There's no reason you can't go in and win that game. I mean, it's impossible to predict somebody to go 12-0 because college football is weird and undefeated seasons just don't happen super often. Um, you know, obviously you at most get one a year, and a lot of times you, you have a national champion that has one loss. So I'm not predicting 12-0, but, yeah, I think the ceiling is to win every game. I don't, I don't see why not. I think that – Schedule sets up pretty nicely for it. You take care of business in September, there's no reason you shouldn't win out from there. When Florida State lost the three games, Wake Forest, Clemson, etc., after that, what changed? Where did Florida State make their big jump to finish out the way they did? Yeah, a couple of things. One, they had impact on the second they didn't, right? First, I think they got a lot of guys back healthy. They got Fabian Lovett back. They got Robert Scott back. Jared Verse was at 100%. You know, he didn't play a ton in that um, in that Wake Forest game. He's still a little banged up by NC State. Then Clemson, I think they were pretty healthy against Clemson, just ran into a better team uh, or a team that played better that night. Uh, so, yeah, they got healthy on one side. Second, they played some pretty rough teams down the stretch. They, they were fortunate to play a few teams in a row with backup quarterbacks. Um, and so the schedule did just get – significantly easier, but Florida State being healthy, the way they were able to shut down the run of some of those teams and the way they were able to clog up the middle with having Fabian Lovett back and having their starting left tackle back and Robert Scott, I think helped tremendously. So getting healthy was really the big thing, and then the schedule lightening up a little bit certainly didn't hurt. Georgia Dog on the Emerald Coast. Ask TJ what kind of NIL deal it would take for him to exclusively cover Florida. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know, I love Florida State, and I'd still secretly cheer for Florida State, I guess, but I, I don't think it would take that big of an idea. Maybe maybe we can touch six figures. We can talk. Have have your people talk to my people. But I, uh, as much as I love Florida State, I love playing with my kids and sitting home all day and uh, not having to do real work. So it, would, it wouldn't be like an insane number by any means. I'm assuming <laughs> – 
you picked up, and you went to Liberty, right? But I'm assuming you picked up your love for Florida State in the 90s. Would I be accurate? Yeah, for sure. Uh, watching watching those great teams. You know, I, I'm in Tampa, and so I really kind of started when the Bucks drafted Warwick Dunn and Derek Brooks, and so then it was like, oh, man, what, you know, like what, what old highlights do they have? And it was all FSU, right, when they got to Tampa, and then um, – it was, you know, the, the guardian goal. I mean, the colors are just incredible. So when you're a kid and that's when you're picking teams, you know, the war chant and the colors and the team and how good they were. And then they had a couple former Knowles, uh, you know, here on the Bucks, you know, locally. And uh, then, I mean, I fell in love with Chris Winkie and Peter Warwick. I, I, you know, those were my guys for sure. And the, really the, you know, the, the first real seasons that I remember were, were Pete Up's years and, and Chris Winkie and, and those guys, and so you know, you start following them, and they're in the national championship three years in a row, and they win one of them, and it, you know, it, it makes you kind of a fan for life. So, yeah, definitely the late '90s for sure. Give us the demographics of Tampa when it comes to Florida, Florida State, Miami, or any other team you want to select. What would be the percentage breakdown of fans? Uh, it just depends on who's winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, right now it's a lot of Florida state, uh, Florida. I think it's, I think because it's so close to Gainesville, you know, it's only an hour and 45 or two hours away. I I definitely think there are more Gator fans here. It's probably something like, you know, 50% Gator fans, 35% Florida state fans and 15% maybe Miami fans. I mean, just smaller university, smaller fan base. Um, they, they just don't have as many fans. I think really anywhere. Um, but, uh, I, you know, so it's, it's a little more Florida, but right now you're, you're seeing more guarding gold than anything else just because, you know, Florida's coming off two straight losing seasons and, you know, I just don't know how invested they really feel right now. What about USF? What percentage would they occupy? You know, that's a good question. So maybe the percentage does change a little bit and maybe they steal some of that Miami percentage, but. I don't know. I think, like, on game day, like, on Saturday, you see the USF stuff if, if you're anywhere near the college or anywhere near the stadium. But I don't, you don't really see it a ton outside of that. I, you know, I, and I do live about 20 minutes north of the city, so maybe that's some of it. But people just don't, people just don't wear it as proudly on, like, a random Tuesday that, you know, like, I'll wear a Florida State shirt on a Tuesday because it's Tuesday. Uh, you know, they, it's just not the same you know, with USF. So, I don't know, 5%, 10%, maybe cutting into some of those other percentages, but it's just not the same passion. You see way more bucks. You see way more lightning and rays, like the pro teams, you know, unless it's maybe if it's game day or something like that. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Ask TJ if there's any shot that the baseball team can win a national championship. Now, this is Link Jarrett's first year, and he's got to clean some things up. <laughs> But he said, look, he can get 100 to 1. Right now he can bet it 100 to 1. He said he's got 10 bucks to bet. What do you think? So, you know, I, I, uh, I just sat down with Michael Alford, FSU's AD, and we talked about baseball and we talked about football. And he did not guarantee a football national championship. He loves Mike Norvell. They just extended him. They both came in around the same time. I mean, that's his guy. He loves Mike Norvell, but he did not guarantee a football championship. He guaranteed that Link Jarrett was going to win one in Tallahassee. I don't know that it's this year. If you got ten bucks to put down, it's just ten bucks. So if it doesn't hit, just call me up and I'll reimburse you. So take a swing at it. But uh, I don't know if it'll be this year. 
But I think there's a pretty big confidence that Link's going to get one in, in Tallahassee. The storied, you know, program, um, all those years of winning 40 games and just the national brand that is Florida State, I, I do think Link is the guy that gets him over the hump. And, again, nothing like your AD putting those kind of expectations on you. But that's why they brought him in. And, and Link said that in his uh, opening, you know, in his first press conference. Um, I chatted with a couple of the guys on the baseball team this week. And, and that's what they're focused on. They got a big banner that says Omaha. They're in the, in the clubhouse. Um, they're, they're very focused on it. Again, I don't know if it's this year or not. I think they, you know, need to, they need to add some pitching. They're very young. Uh, I think that, you know, the roster has like 15 or so brand new guys on it, or maybe even a little bit more. So they're really young. It's going to take some time, but it will eventually happen in Tallahassee. Tommy Myrtle Beach says ESPN released a preseason top 25. Obviously, it's February, but he has, I think he said, Florida State 8th. I don't know if I saw it, but have you seen this list? Yeah, I've seen them kind of all over. So they released like an S&P Plus, which is, you know, kind of all the advanced analytics stuff. Uh, that one, I think, had Florida State even at like 11 or something. Okay. But then I've seen different reporters um, have anything from like 4 to 6 to 8 somewhere in that range. And, you know, when I look at it, when I look at, you know, kind of what I expect next year, I mean, obviously Georgia will be one. I think Ohio State, Alabama, and Michigan will be all up there in that top five. I could see Florida State being in that, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight range. I feel like nine's too low and three's too high. So I think it'll be somewhere, I don't know, five, six, somewhere in there. So, I haven't seen one, you know, I don't know exactly which one he's talking about with eight, but I've seen him kind of all over in that top ten when they're doing their way too early stuff. TJ with us each and every Thursday talks Florida State college football. I don't know if you saw this way out west. It just bears a mention. But apparently Time Warner, which is Turner and CBS, have dropped out of the Pac-12 negotiations, and they were asking 50. They say it's worth about 20. It's a big mess out there, I guess, is the point. Yeah, no, and, and teams are teams are desperate. Conferences are desperate because they know what's coming. Like, they know that this will eventually be two big super conferences, and then maybe there'll be a third conference. Maybe the Big 12 tries to scrape some teams up and – get some stuff, but nobody's waiting, you know, maybe not nobody, but I think, you know, none of your premier program, like Oregon's not waiting on a call from the big 12. And, you know, so yeah. I think your, your premier programs, your, your Florida state, Clemson, Miami, Oregon, Washington, you know, your big time stuff, like they're not waiting on the big 12. And so like all these teams know what's coming. All these conferences know what's coming. So I think they're trying to do anything they can to kind of salvage it the last minute. But yeah, I think we all kind of know that, they may not be called the SEC in the Big Ten in 10 years, but we're going to have two conferences, and it's 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 probably going to look a lot like the NFL does right now. Got maybe a minute. Jim and Jupiter said, here's my thoughts. Jacksonville and Tampa are big Gator cities. Orlando and Palm Beach County are Knowles. Broward and Miami are Canes. Panhandle is split between Florida State, Florida, and Alabama. Yeah, I think the Panhandle is definitely more Florida State. I think you'd be shocked at down south, like – you know, there's definitely a lot more canes down there, but I just still don't think I just, you know, such a small school. I think there's a lot of knolls down there in South Florida too. So, yeah, I think he's right. TJ, tell everybody how they can get your content. 
Yeah, search Double Fries No Spa everywhere and check us out. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, buddy. There is TJ Pinter. Always fantastic. Jay Book in an hour out in Scottsdale. Got him in an hour. Omni Nashville Hotel.